Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Yeah, I tell you, our, our lives, everybody's lives are changing because of this, the coronavirus. This is the first time I've ever, I mean, I've heard the word pandemic. Yeah. But I've never lived through one. This is scary. I, well, I, it's scary. I, well, it, I mean, apparently it is scary because you and I were supposed to go to our yeah. first podcasting conference. And when I tell you folks... We've been planning for months for that. Yeah. We were we were going to take this as an opportunity to learn, yeah. um, to so, learn this craft and to network and to sort of get on more solid foot, footing yeah. uh, in the podcasting industry. We were so excited. Yeah, and I actually uh, learned Lou that um, the week after uh -huh. um, the week after was a there was a. Um, confirmed case in Orlando. Yeah, and that that's where we were going and yeah. it was a hard decision for us. Um, we I'm invest, still reeling from it. Yeah, we, it, <laughs> it took us a minute. We allowed ourselves a, a, a day to just sort of let that sink in because we were very disappointed. Right. Like I said, we put a lot of time in it, but we tried to take in all of the information we had about traveling and the fact that it was a huge conference and tried to make a decision of the best decision we could for ourselves right. and our families to keep us safe and others safe. But, uh, yeah. So in everything, we try to find the, the, the light in it. You know, so I feel like we were trailblazers, Lou. Oh, Tracy, you know what? <laughs> you were so optimistic. I didn't know that about you, yes. that you just always see the sunshine, don't you? Yeah, I, because really, after that, because everybody's closing like, everything. But I felt like conferences. a coward. The I NBA. Felt, yeah, now, I, yeah, you I know, saw that. I, and, and I'm telling you, when I saw that, I was like, well, maybe, maybe <laughs> we did make the right call. Yeah. Because I felt like we were being such babies. Yeah, but I know. We factored in all of the different uh, issues we yeah. were dealing with. And we have loved ones that, that we just didn't want to put at risk. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. I heard on NPR this gentleman, they were interviewing, and he said it's the most selfish thing for anyone to do right yeah. now yeah. is to travel. And, yeah, and, you know? and you don't absolutely have to. And that was something we didn't have to attend. So, yeah, but I'm telling you, when I looked at yesterday, um, you know, the NBA and March Madness, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is just, and this is really, there's just no words to describe what people are feeling, what we're feeling as we go through this and looking at people who've been quarantined and how quickly it's spreading. And just it's not, it's not. I See, I disagree with that one. Okay, okay. Because I feel like um, the United States just didn't get on board. Really? Right? Like after a conversation I had with my stepdaughter, I agree with her and it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. When China had this issue, we said it was their issue. Mm. The United States, when yeah. I say we. Yeah. And we should have been testing then because it's right. a global society. Right. People right. are in China well, one day true. and they're, in, they're in the United States the next yeah. day. Yeah. It didn't used to be like that, yeah, but, but now, now we're open. And, yeah. and so it was here. 
we just weren't testing. And wow. the reason the numbers are growing so fast is because now we're testing. Mm. And they're going to they're going to go up exponentially, I feel, right. because we're just now testing. Right. And it's it's really scary. I mean, well, it's scary. it is. Because it's like you say, you're not only looking out for yourself. I know I, I went to the gym yesterday. You can, you know, there's concern about that. You want to try to keep yourself healthy through this and strong. But you also, don't, you know, you're... I'm very cognizant of these places that you're going. You know, you're constantly wiping down everything around you and Girl, washing your hands and you. not touching doors. It's let just let me tell you yeah. something. I went to yoga last night. Yeah. And it seems it was so hot in there, people were sweating, the floors were puddled with sweat. Ooh, and I I've never I, I went been so the, concerned. I went there the other day. Yeah. I was I've never been so concerned I about that concerned. until now. It's like I, was, I do not want to be stepping in nobody. I know. And then I went to the library the other day to do some work on earrings off. And because, um, you know, that's the only chance I can actually <laughs> get to do some concentrated quiet time. And I tell you, when I went, I failed to reserve a room like I usually do to work in. And this elderly gentleman came beside me in the pod beside mm -hmm. mine and he was coughing oh, I, and got up. I did I, got up I was like I'm sorry. sorry I don't mean to offend you but this is not gonna well, work for now, me right now yeah. folks no. there's no time to be and sensitive then, and then it's, this is serious and then you know it's that kind of thing and then no matter how many times that you hear and it's a cultural thing but I don't know because it, it, it crosses everybody but I mean how many times you hear don't tell you know, don't hug, refrain from that. You know, you meet people and people are throwing their friends and family. They're throwing their arms wide open and you don't want to yeah. offend them. And I'm like, really, did you get the memo? Yeah, not yeah. only am I not fist bumping, yeah. I'm elbow bumping yeah. with the clothes on. It's like, don't touch me. I'm, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> just, so, but that, I know that's just yeah. automatic when yeah. you see someone that you yeah. have a relationship so just, with and you're glad to see them. And let's face it, we're all a little nervous. So you're happy that this person is here and they're doing fine. And so now you don't have to worry about them. Check them off the list. So there's this enthusiasm. But then it's like, please, let's, let's not do that. So the whole concept of social distancing, yeah. that's really new. Yeah. And But that's what we got to do. I mean, yeah. one to three feet, I mean, between yeah. us. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, we talked about sports, but these universities and the college kids. I'm so, yeah, And worried. not only, you know, you think about their studies and many, you know, universities are trying to pivot and the ones that can, I guess, are having classes online. But that's one piece of it. But the other piece is the disruption to them that you've thrown the college students out of their normal environment, even though they may be going home, or, but still, still, that's a disruption. And what is that doing to them emotionally? Well, they're not seeing it, at least what I've heard. They're not seeing it as a disruption. Okay. In the locker that? room, it was the parents who were feeling the stress. Oh, right. And right, they right. were like, I don't want my child home before summer. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jokingly, but but, yeah. but the kids are looking forward to coming home yeah, um, and yeah. being home. But, let, but then, like, okay, that take that a, a step further. The the younger kids who are in school, oh, yeah, that's then the parents are having to figure out, okay, what are you doing in terms of child care when people have to be out? So yeah, yeah. that that is a problem. 
Yeah. That is a major problem. But, but you know, but... The it, other it, problem with that school thing is a lot of kids depend on school breakfast and lunch for their right. meals. Yeah. So that's going to be an issue. It is absolutely an issue, a very serious one. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, there's people, most people are very concerned. And I think everybody's concerned, but I did have an odd conversation with a lady the other day who had planned this 15-day trip to Spain, and she was going, and she was very annoyed that her trip was, you know, that she had to cancel her trip. And she was going to be gone on a cruise ship for 15 days. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Are you upset about that? If you, you know, she was able to refund her money. And and I'm thinking beyond that, I don't think I would want to do that now. Uh, But I get that there's disappointment, but But, I don't think I would want to be on a cruise right about now. Well, I heard on NPR yesterday, they were interviewing a woman from that industry. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said that the cruise of course, cruise industry, of course, is putting in place the refund mm-hmm. or ch- uh, rescheduling, right. <clears throat> whatever you choose, refund or rescheduling. But they had not seen a slowdown. Like people were not canceling. Literally, really? people were not canceling. There is a guy on my job who's planning to go on a cruise right now. Okay, so is it just me? I'm not understanding that. Well, the reason, apparently, like your friend, the woman that you spoke to, it's a trip of a lifetime well, for yeah. him. And they and rearranged their schedules and all of that. Here's the go. deal with that, though. It was six couples, this guy and his wife, and five other couples. Well, three of the couples have canceled and said, I'm not going right, on that cruise. Right, but right. the... the and maybe after, this was yesterday before the pandemic announcement, maybe he has come to his senses and he will not choose not to go. But it just doesn't make sense because here's why I said um, I was starting down the path of it being a selfish thing to do. Right. So you get infected, right? And you don't realize you're infected. You don't start seeing symptoms right. of the infection for five days. But yet you've passed that along to other people who likely could die. Yeah. So you're don't you don't even know that right. you've infected someone that ultimately will lose their life. I think that is the most selfish thing we can yeah. do. Yeah. We have to stay home. We have to wash our hands. We have to be vigilant not to pass this. Yeah. But I did read something um, yesterday, and if there is any humor in this, is that the young people are taking advantage of the um, discounts and airfares and hotels. They're like, you know, first of all, I probably won't get anything. If I do, I'm going to live, so I'm going to be flying and enjoying myself. I was like, okay, yeah. have at it then. Yeah, that is, that but, is true. Like and said, that, is, that was the focus of another thing I heard on NPR. I tell where I get my news from. <laughs> <laughs> that the young people aren't taking it serious in the United yeah, States. Yeah. Other countries, um, Italy didn't yeah. get on board fast enough and you yeah. see what's happening to them. Iran didn't get on board fast enough and see what's happening to them. And now it's our turn. It has made it across to us. Right. But we need to take it serious and we need to stress to our children this is a serious thing because let me tell you something. You know how we are about mm-hmm. being sick and yeah. how, how we're wimps with pain and, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. have that kind of common. Guilty. This guilty. Virus, this virus wreaks havoc on you. You survive it, but to, to survive, I mean, you can't breathe. You mm-hmm. got diarrhea. You, you got fever. I mean, your body goes through some amazing changes. So they interviewed, I've, I read an interview and I heard an interview from two people who were were uh and that were interviewed in the hospital and they talked about their experience, what they were going through and how they were suffering. Both very both healthy with no underlying yeah. ill pre uh illnesses and both suffering. 
I, I can understand yeah. hearing the interview and reading the one interview. I can see uh, if you're old and you're not strong, I can see how this thing can take you out. Well, and I can see how it could be so scary because I'm remembering when, uh, I think it was Puff Daddy's um, ex. She had the flu, a young female, yeah. healthy, yeah. and she died. Mm -hmm. So you got to be wondering as you're trying to rally through an illness like that, you got to be thinking, am I going to survive this? Right. Yeah, so that is well, just scary. I will tell you, here I go with my positive thinking. You can't think otherwise oh, when yeah. dealing with anything. You, okay. You have to think. Preach to you. Preach. You can't think yeah, otherwise. You true. have to approach this thing because the soonest you even think defeat, you're going to be defeated. Yeah. You got to think you're going to survive. You got to, and you got to believe it. Yeah. You got well, to have faith. Yeah. 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 You do because uh, the mind is powerful. And it's like you say, if you start going down that path, mm -hmm. yeah. I just pray I have the strength to do it. Yeah. If it happens to me. Right. Because right. In, in, from, in all seriousness, from what I'm hearing, I mean, and reading, it's a very serious virus, not simply the flu, as our president first bought right, it when it first right. came out. But then you think about people who have jobs, who may be sick or may even be told, okay, we're shutting down for X number of days or weeks, and who don't get paid during that period. Well, So, I mean, the economics of the um, impact. Yeah, it's going just to be astronomical. Yeah. But when you look at a personal level, how people who may have already been struggling financially are just, you know, making it. And then this happens and wreaks havoc on a family. Yeah. Like you said, and, and just missing out on the lunch and the food, all of that. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's really a scary time. It's a scary time. But I think too, picking up on what you said about being positive in terms of your health, you can't get overwhelmed with the news so oh, that you're me. not I'm... trying to remain some semblance mm. of being normal in terms of your routine. Because I think when you do that, then you've lost it. Yeah. And I don't think as a, a as a parent as a, a sibling or friend or whatever, we do any good by just saying, okay, we're all, you know, this is mm -hmm. just, we're all going to, it's, it's all ending. We, we gotta, we gotta somehow find the fortitude to try to weather through this storm right? and to but not panic. Can't panic, but we have to be informed, but not to the point where it's, crippling you otherwise. right exactly and, and that, that's a better way to say it but so, that is what i'm saying because what does that do yeah right and so i i was that i have been that i've been watching this map you know uh john hopkins has a map out there and it's showing the the numbers as they are reported and oh, confirmed that's what you've been following i've been following it and <laughs> yeah, so my, my daughter-in-law's on it i'm yesterday. telling you she's got some kind of she's pulling up numbers from everywhere well yesterday i was so busy and annoyed that i was so busy at work that i couldn't even look at the map yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the numbers are. I need I need to get out of this meeting see, and, and go. See, and, and you know what? Isn't that something how people are so different? I'm not tracking any of that. It's like, no, no, I don't even want that seeping in. I, I listen to the news, but I am trying to live here. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm living because here too, but I want to know when it hit. I want to know when the confirmed cases hit, 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 hit Richmond. Because let me tell you something. I'm from a tiny little country town mm -hmm. where people who live there like i would say 80 percent of the folks never leave right yeah. there are two cases there 
I'm not kidding you. Right. Well, there was one uh, confirmed case in my hometown in South Carolina. In the country. Yeah. So it's here. Richmond is global. And let me tell you a personal story about panicking. My, I had one sister call me yesterday after this case was confirmed in South Carolina. She called because she's frantic because she can't find my other sister. Did you call her? Did you speak with her today? There's a confirmed case. I'm like, it's not her. Calm down. Yeah. But how do you know? I said, really? You're usually the one telling me not to worry. But when I tell you she was in a panic, but we had, because we had one lost sister and we could not find. And of course, thank God, when she checked in yesterday, she was like, no, you know, I was out. I had some errands to run. And uh, I said, well, you know what? I think she was about to have some type of breakdown, which surprised me. Because Anne is my sister that's very uh, calm. She calms me down, doesn't get upset over things. But I'm not, she was in a panic. And I think it's all of this. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, I got calls from my brothers yesterday. I mean, you know, and I have the one brother who's about to have surgery. And I'm I'm hoping that, I mean, we can at least get past this virus because the risk of him being in in a hospital at this time is, is. But it's impacting that too, because I heard the governor of Washington state saying that they're even looking at surgeries that are not critical. Yeah. That they they are trying to manage this in terms of only being able to respond to victims, to, to people who may have been exposed Let to the virus. And they, because hospital personnel, oh my goodness, they are the ones that are intimately impacted by this because they are trying to manage this and care for people and to provide care in this type of environment. And it's got to be scary. It is. I read a story to uh, an interview with two Italian doctors. Mm-hmm. Literally. So I, you're in. just being Teresa with all the help. You're just watching <laughs> everything. All right. Okay, go on. This is what <laughs> I told you, folks. I don't know anything, but let me tell you. All I need to do is call her. I know she can tell me what's going on. Go ahead on, Teresa. Two Italian doctors. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> Two Italian doctors were sharing their story. Mm-hmm. They have families, but they have to be quarantined from mm-hmm. their families, and they're having—they're not getting any rest. They're having to work around the clock. Mm. And then the thing that makes it—you talk about the governor in in Seattle. He's absolutely right. Elective surgeries are going to be put off because there are not enough beds, and what right. they're having to do is make the decision when a young person. Versus an old person comes in, they're taking right. the bed from the elderly person right. and giving it to the young person because they know they can save them. Right. Wow. wow. So that is a tough decision it's for tough. people to make. And, and it's so sad. Know, I know I've heard of at least two cases where the top medical people have died as a result of this Corona, virus. Coronavirus. Yeah, I've heard of that. And so when you talk about people working all these hours, and when I talked about earlier, we have to try to maintain as much as we can some sense of being our normal routine because here you have people that are working in this exposed systems who are now working all of these long hours they're not able to maybe work out or 
take care of themselves as they're used to versus, you know, in their normal routine. So then their system is already compromised and they're trying to care for others. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Doing it. So that's what that I think. And that places them more at risk. Yep. If you yeah. Get your and that's why I'm saying, because you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to go to yoga, but I'm also remembering that I have to stay healthy mm-hmm. during this time. So it's like, okay, it's, it's a catch 22. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just, just trying to make sure that we're following the, the protocol and, and, um, that I'm okay with saying to people, please no hugging and trying to keep my distance from people. Social distance. Yeah, exactly. They and give it a turn. Right, right, right. And I heard someone, um, talk the other night about how, People in nursing homes were also a bit isolated. They were isolated from their family because, you know, they were placed in a facility. And now you have that. You can't visit them. So what is this doing to our older population? So And and to the people that love them, that want to see their family members and make sure they're okay. And, uh, And I saw the other day a sign, I tell you, just almost broke me where... This lady, elderly lady, was outside the nursing home where her husband was, and she was checking on him, you know, through the window. She was on the phone to, because she couldn't be in there. Oh, wow. And that is just, it's, you know, you reach this point in your life, and you can only imagine people being married all that time or being in any type of relationship and knowing their loved one is sick, yeah. and you can't even get to them. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. It's, it's yeah. so many emotional. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So um, we're just continuing to, to pray yeah. that um, a vaccine uh, is created that's effective and that um, this is behind us. So the reality of that one, though, is I know. not until next year at least. What happened to the optimism? I mean, t- I mean <laughs> yeah. that's but, rea- I mean, that's science. I mean, yeah. they can't create a vaccine that quickly. Well, what about when the weather changes? Yeah, it'll slow it down a bit. It should slow it down a bit, but we've not seen anything like this before, right? Yeah, right. Traditionally, it slows slows down down. viruses, and we pray that it does, and it's starting to get warm, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. There's really, you have to talk about it. Um, So we're hoping that you stay safe. And that better times are ahead. Because you know, when we know better, we do better. Take good care.